up, everybody, and welcome to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. I am Farley Betts. You can follow me at Farley Betts on Twitter. And we're here to talk the NFL Conference Championship Games and the ways that we are betting it. This podcast, though, is going to turn into a NBA podcast, or mostly NBA. We'll talk a little UFC, a little tennis here and there as well. Watch out for Marta Kostiak, who almost beat Coco Golf last night, by the way. I tweeted that out. Watch her in Grand Slams all season. But, you know, we turn our attention, obviously, away from the NFL and towards some other sports that we'd love to handicap for the rest of the year until the NFL begins again in week one of 2024. So looking forward to a little bit of change of scenery, if you will, change of theme for laying the points with Farley Betts. Just want to say at the top, I appreciate all my steady, loyal listeners and followers every single week laying the points. I know we got the little advertisement at the very beginning now. That wasn't my call. It was just an option. Figured, hey, why not? Maybe we can monetize it. But you know me, I'm not somebody who's trying to uh, you know, gain a bunch from this podcast, right? I'm here to just share my honest, free thoughts for all of you, hopefully helping teach the, the betting public. You know, we can all grow our betting skills and fundamentals so that we can win on a more consistent basis, especially as Twitter and, and social media in general is just oversaturated with terrible betting takes and personas, right? Like we gotta, we gotta get some people who are, who, who are at least trying to come at it from an honest perspective, right? Of what actually works. Uh, so welcome to laying the points. Once again, love being here and talking with all of you every week. This will probably be a quicker show because it's only two NFL games to talk about, but I, I would be remiss not to mention that our NBA continues to soar. We are c- closing in on 40 units plus 40 units the past month, like five weeks or so. Uh, I think I believe we're at 38 and some change right now. Expect to get to 40 tonight. So our, our run in the NBA continues hitting at around 65% over the last run after a slow start, which almost always happens. Like November, NBA is weird. You still got the NFL going on, taking away our attention. But we have recovered strongly in the last month. If you want to jump on my premium packages for the NBA, just shoot me a DM at Farley Bets and we'll get you started. A little free play for tonight, Jazz Pelicans over 238.5 or over 239.5 if that's all you can get at the time. I think this one goes into the 240s. Jazz games are averaging 246. Jazz are averaging two or 129 per game since their last loss against the Pelicans in late December. Just a different team, a different modality, a lot of confidence on offense right now. I like the Jazz to really catalyze that game again tonight, and I like a lot of points. Okay, let's get to the NFL and these conference championship games. The Chiefs and the Ravens. Chiefs are three and a half point dogs on the road at Baltimore. Totals 44 and a half. What I see in both of these games is something mm, that might not be very obvious to a lot of betters, right? Because on paper, if we're looking at things like DVOA, right, like anything statistical, the 49ers and the Ravens are statistical giants, right? Like they, on paper, their rosters, what they do week to week, what they've done most of the of their respective seasons 
they they look like elites, right? They look like dominant, dominant teams. And last week, of course, the Ravens started off a little slow, maybe off of that, you know, three-game layoff or, or three weeks of rest, not three games, but three weeks of rest for their starters. Uh, kind of to be expected, but what did they do? They recovered, right? Uh, they came out in the second half and played their brand of football, shut down the Texans, completely dominated. The Ravens deserve this designation at home. Uh, you could argue they could be even even greater favorites at home. And the same thing for the 49ers, right? Like even though the Lions have looked really good, these are the 49ers who have been rather dominant all season, uh, talent through the roof. Last week was rainy and a, and a you know sloppy game. Brock Purdy hasn't played well in those types of environments, but it's 60s and sunny this week at Santa Clara. Right. So uh, I think a lot of analysts forecasting a much better offensive performance from Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense as a whole. But if we're talking about this Chiefs and Ravens game, it's it's a similar thing to the Lions and 49ers. And we'll get to that. But the the problem with just blindly saying these Ravens are extremely dominant, their defense is second to none. And that is hard to argue. Right. Like their defense has been playing immaculately well. The problem is Patrick Mahomes, who is like Lamar Jackson might be the MVP this year, but still the greatest football player in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. And he proves it every year. Doesn't matter the circumstances, if he's injured, if his defense isn't playing well, if he's, if again, his wide receivers are different or just like rotating in different spots. Doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid the best QB coach duo and dynamic in the NFL have a way to execute at a really high level because nobody handles the pressure of these moments like Patrick Mahomes. And you heard him last week in the locker room after that win saying that the Bills asked for it, right? Doubting that the Chiefs were going to be able to play as well in Buffalo with that crowd, which by the way, that Orchard Park crowd, not as loud as they probably should have been at a few spots in that game, but that's neither here nor there at this point. Mahomes is going to use every single bit of motivation that he can to motivate his guys again and to rise to the occasion again this Sunday. At three and a half, I've been saying this every week, right? Like if you're listening to me, you're probably, especially if you're a Ravens fan, you're going to be really annoyed by me, right? Because Chris, you're going to fade the Ravens again. No, it's not a fade of the Ravens. It's about the Chiefs, and it's about how good the Chiefs can play in these spots. And by the way, the Chiefs defense, which is also very good, top five, according to most metrics, didn't play that well last week. Right? Like the Bills and Josh Allen. Josh Allen played a great game. It wasn't Josh Allen's fault that the Bills lost. It was probably Stephon Diggs dropping a deep ball. A few drop passes from his guys. I mean, Josh Allen was there. He, he didn't make mistakes. Um, and the Bills offense kind of did whatever they wanted to against the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense knows that. They're going to use that as motivation as well. And I'm not saying that these Ravens and, and the way their offense is humming is, is, is a unit that they can stop all game. Like, no. Lamar Jackson is going to get his. They're going to score. Uh, you know, the run game has been very steady. 
but you know the these chiefs in every part of their franchise right like their coaches their players they have been here before and you know all of us saying how Mahomes hasn't played on the road yet he's just using that as as fuel right he was on the road last week no problem he's going to continue to use that as fuel the the problem with taking the ravens at minus three and a half for me again is that even if the ravens are up by 10 points in the fourth quarter which is very possible with how good they've played they're going to have to be up by 17 points in the fourth quarter for me to like them at this at this number because if they're up by 10 in the fourth quarter mahomes can get the ball again it's going to be a three-point win. You know, like even the best defenses play a little differently in those situations, and nobody's better at creating and getting down the field when they need to than Patrick Mahomes. Like, look how Mahomes came out in the second half against the Bills, his first throw, an absolute dime. where They go right down the field and score, right? Like they they answered every single time against the Bills defense that was injured, but that Bills defense was ready to go behind their home crowd, a raucous home crowd. Didn't matter. Ravens and Baltimore, it's all going to be the same. I'm not saying the Chiefs are necessarily going to win, but that wouldn't surprise me. And at three and a half, I'm going to have my money supporting the Chiefs at that number. The total, it's, you know, this reminds me of the Bills and Chiefs total last week at 44 45. It's like, yeah, I get it. Like, at, I took the under last week. Another, like, totals have killed me. To to end the season, totals have absolutely annihilated me. Haven't been very good at forecasting those. Last week, I took the under. Obviously, that went way over. And I, I could see that being a, a very similar situation this weekend. Because if Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes finds a rhythm, the other team's going to have to catch up, right? And don't you trust two of those future Hall of Fame quarterbacks to make it happen? Well, maybe Lamar Jackson has to has to do a little bit more to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, but just, you know, his dynamism, the way he's played this year. Lamar Jackson is is more patient. Um, you know, his his decision-making is better than it's ever been. He's just a m- more mature version of Lamar Jackson. And that's what he's always needed to be to take, take it to the next level, right? Like we see Patrick Mahomes has been at that level. And a lot of that is probably the coaching by Andy Reid, right? It's just, it's a perfect symbiotic marriage. But Todd Munkin... As offensive coordinator, like give him a lot of credit. He's been fantastic for Lamar. Obviously, I think uh, the playbook suits Lamar. He gets it, um, and and it's working. So on either end, if one offense scores, I think the other offense is going to be traveling right after him, right chasing right after him. So I would lean to the over, but you know, needless to say, because of my re- recent performances with totals, I'm not necessarily looking. To, to fire away on that over just yet. Now, the Lions and 49ers is, is a game where I have even more to say because this is where I've done all my writing so far this week in the NFL. And when you do writing, like, do writing, when you write, you know, it, 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 it tends to speak back to you, right? Like, you're just kind of regurgitating stats, going over what happened, and then you start to piece together a puzzle. And nobody can predict these games, okay? So, like, that that's always something that I want to point out. I'm not going to stand here and be like, I know this is going to happen. Every week, pontificators do that. Not me, right? Because the reality is, every week, 
half of those pontificators are going to be right and you're never going to hear the end of it. And the other half of the pontificators are going to be wrong and they're going to have a thousand excuses, right? Because that's how gambling Twitter, gambling X, whatever, that's how it is these days. Like there's no accountability. Okay. I'm not going to put myself in that position to say, I know what's going to happen, but I feel strongly that these lions are not going to lose by more than seven points. You've heard a lot probably already this week as analysts just echo all the same shit right on Twitter, on shows, Jared Goff outdoors hasn't played as well. Seven touchdowns, four picks. Um, to that, I say whatever. Jared Goff and the Lions offense, those stats are inflated because of a, a game at Baltimore, which we've seen it. A lot of great offenses go to die at Baltimore. And a bad weather game at Chicago, another loss. But if you look at the Lions and their performances at Tampa, at Green Bay, at the Chargers. Uh, there's some other outdoor game in there early. Oh, at Kansas City to start the season. Golf has been fine. Their offense has been fine. Um, away games other than Baltimore and Chicago, 405 yards per game for the Lions offense, 28 points per game. The Lions are not going to have any problems in San Francisco, in my opinion. Why? Because they love to run the ball. San Francisco is not very good against the run. They're a talented defense, but we've seen it plenty before. We saw it last week. Aaron Jones and the Packers' backfield did whatever they wanted. 130-something yards on the ground. Now, eventually that you know kind of stopped, right, because you know Jordan Love, the passing game, trying to bring them back into the game at the end when the 49ers took the lead. But their ground game was effective for for three and a half quarters. Now, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, that elite offensive line of the Lions, they're going to be able to run the ball. Like, the 49ers are not going to shut them down. I would be shocked if that happened. I should put it that way, right? I don't know that the Lions are going to be able to run the ball, but the evidence suggests that they will. I mean, 49ers allow over 4.5 yards per carry. They're, they're a bottom third of the NFL unit in that regard. And if you're allowing the Lions to run and for golf to set up play action pass, like their offense can have success. And I know the Lions defense isn't a world beater. I mean, Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards on him last weekend. Uh, they certainly have some kinks in the armor. But we got a guy in Brock Purdy who is 24 years old. And I know everyone's going to blame the weather, but he looked confused. Like he, he was airmailing balls last weekend. I think it was a little more than just the weather. And here's my thing. Like, I think Brock Purdy is going to be fine. I really like Brock Purdy. I think he's a, he's a solid franchise quarterback. And I think the 49ers, like he's a perfect fit for them as a system guy. But at 24 years old, when you have the pressure of the entire team on your shoulders, on your back, because at the end of the day, right, it's the quarterback who touches that ball every single play on offense. And you got veterans like Dre Greenlaw, right? Like these like monsters on defense, Bosa, um, you know, these monsters on offense, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle, Trent Williams, right? Like these are guys who want a Super Bowl so badly. And the pressure, the onus is on Brock, 24-year-old Brock Purdy 
to manage that, to manage that stress, to manage that pressure. I think he can. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think the 49ers probably win this game. But I think the Lions can also win this game if just one or two things go their way. Maybe one interception from Brock Purdy or maybe like a special teams thing. Or maybe just the Lions offense is more efficient all game because we don't know if the 49ers are going to have Debo Samuel in this contest, right? That's huge. He is their X factor, no doubt about it. And the Lions defense, by the way, pretty darn good against the run. Now, they had some faults last weekend. I didn't like all those yards that Rashad White was getting on some of those early carries. But, you know, I, I think they'll be up to the task this week. I think they'll be better after some of that happened against the Bucs, right? Uh, some some deficiency, you might say. But, you know, the Kyle Shanahan, final point, we know he's like a genius play caller, right? Like a really bright guy. But do we know that Kyle Shanahan is the kind of coach who really motivates his players, who really gets them like ready to fucking go and, you know, bite those kneecaps, right, and do anything they can to win a game? I don't know. But I do know that that's Dan Campbell. If anything, Kyle Shanahan has given us evidence that he's not that kind of coach because we've seen San Francisco flail and flop in the playoffs before. Or flail and flop when there's adversity midseason, like they're, that away trip where they lost three straight games earlier this year, right? Like, uh, I think the players kind of recover the 49ers in those situations. Smart players, veteran players, good leadership on the field for San Fran. But their offense is going to depend on a 24-year-old. And they're going up against Jared Goff, who has been here before. He's been to the big dance before. He's, he's played well in California for a long time now. He's not afraid of that weather. And you got Dan Campbell, who we know that his culture, the grit, all that he talks about is working. Like we see the effort from his players each and every week. We saw them in week 18 last season, knock the Packers out of the playoffs when they had nothing to play for themselves. We saw them in week one this season, beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead straight up. These are... These are high-pressure situations, right? nerve-wracking situations. But Campbell has built a team and culture that makes them like more prepared, more ready for those moments than most teams. And for me, I'm buying that coach. I'm buying that culture. I'm buying the team. Over talent, over home field advantage, and over a 24-year-old all day. Maybe the 49ers come out after last weekend in the rain and maybe they hum and maybe they absolutely explode and dominate. But the Lions have proven to us over and over again that these are the situations where they play at their best. So the 49ers to, to, to blow them out, to win by more than seven, I don't see it. Lions plus seven all day for this guy. As far as the total goes, like the previous matchup I spoke of, I do expect positive regression for Brock Purdy. I do think the Lions offense can have plenty of success. And I do think that one team, one offense, which the the offenses are the better units on both sides, are going to play catch up. Eventually, it's going to turn into that, right? Especially in 60s, light wind, beautiful weather of California. Give me the Lions and lean to the over in the NFC championship game. Low key, like not trying to be biased, but I would love 
to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. Like if the Lions are in the Super Bowl, that's going to make for a fantastic matchup either way. Like I, I like all four teams that are in it here at the end. Like I'm really happy the Eagles aren't in it. <laughs> Pretty happy the Cowboys aren't in it. Um, would have loved for the Bills to be in it, but here we are. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. Check back with me at Farley Bets. Comment on my tweet. Say whatever you want. Go right ahead and DM me if you're interested in my premium packages. Love y'all. Let's win some damn money. See ya next week.